Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of the Madhouse Podcast. As always, I am your host, Mad Max. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about the NFL Wild Card Weekend. We're in, we have just completed the first round of the NFL playoffs. The Wild Card is officially over with, and we got a couple of doozies in here, as it seems. So, the first game, we had six games over the weekend two on Saturday, three on Sunday, and one on Monday. Um, so, so the first game that we had was the uh, San Francisco 49ers and the uh, Seattle Seahawks. This was a game that I thought a lot of people thought that was going to be much closer than what it actually was. But I honestly I didn't have a I didn't have a doubt in my mind that um, that the 49ers were not going to be able to pull this out. I know. They struggled, you know, the stat came out that the Niners have never beaten the Seahawks in the playoffs, which is true and everything like that. But then again, when the Niners have won, you know, all those games and everything like that, they never went to Seattle. However, Seattle having the top, you know, I mean, really the top defense uh, uh, throughout the entire season and everything like that, it really kind of goes to show you that what they were capable of. Now, this game started off pretty close. But then, like I said, uh, the defense needed one big play, and then they had a strip sack fumble against uh, Geno Smith, and that kind of turned the tide around. And after that, the floodgates were open. You know, the the it was close. It was like 21-23, and then the final score ended up being 41-43, and uh, the Niners just ran all over the Seahawks. And I, but I give all the credit in the world to Geno Smith. This guy has had a career season. I mean, a lot of people wrote him off. This is what his 10th season in the league, and this guy was just not so much, not on anybody's radar for any type of recognition whatsoever. He had been Russell Wilson's backup for so long, and then a lot of people thought he wasn't going to be the starter after Russell went to, to Denver and everything like that. But he really showed out. He really showed himself. He really brought them back on the brink of of, of extinction, really, because, you know, they were kind of shoddy throughout the entire season, but for them to kind of rally and beat the Super Bowl champions, the Rams, to kind of get that last wild card spot, that's saying something. But unfortunately, because you have the last spot, you're probably going to face one of the top teams in the NFL in your conference, and it just so happens. In my opinion, all due respect to the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, I think the San Francisco 49ers are the best team in the NFC. Um they got the better defense, you know, they're on their third quarterback, but they're still able to make plays and everything like that. But, you know, it happened a while back, you know, not too long ago. You look at uh, when Alex Smith made his return to, um, to to Washington, you know, his first day, he gets the team all the way back to the playoffs. And unfortunately, his first stop is uh, the Brady-led uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and everything like that. And even though it was a good comeback, you know, that first stop in the playoff is never really a good one. Uh, but Geno Smith kind of ran into the same wall here. And even though even though they did kind of give the Niners problems in the first half, you know, it still was a hell of a game to see that uh, the Seahawks came this far. And then for them to put up that type of game uh, uh, against that type of team with that top defense that they had was interesting to say that. So... It was interesting to see that, and, and you know, all due respect to the, the, the Seahawks, I think Geno Smith really had a, a I don't want to say an MVP type year, but, I mean, he did break the single-season record for uh, for passing yards by 
a Seahawks quarterback, so that's saying something. I mean, he smashed Russell Wilson's record, so that's saying that that's got to say for something. So next up, the the last game that we had on Saturday was uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars and the I keep wanting to say the San Diego Chargers, but it's actually the L.A. Chargers. But you know what? I don't give a shit. This is my podcast, and to me, they're always going to be the San Diego Chargers. Um, this game was also close, and this game was like. This game was like like borderline blowout by the time they got to the half. I mean, you look at a team, it was like 24, 20, it was like 27 or 24 to zero at the half. You know what I mean? That's like, and then all of a sudden, you know, you had Jacksonville playing like, uh, uh, you know, like a bottom tier team. Trevor Lawrence had what, four picks in the first quarter? And it's like, where, what is this guy doing? You know, and then, you know, Trevor Lawrence battled his way. You know, I mean, they had to win the last two games of the season, not only to get into the playoffs, but to win their division. And they did in a way that was so uh, so impressive that you would think that whoever they faced first in the playoffs would be, you know, would be kind of uh, in for an awakening. And I thought, well, San Diego's pretty good. I mean, they got a good defense. You know, Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, those are some good guys. But, you know, with and then they get they have a pretty solid offense now unfortunately one of their weapons mike williams did go down uh before the at the end of the season so he wasn't going to be valuable but they still had keenan allen they still had uh um they still had austin eckler and justin hubert is a solid quarterback i always get i used to get those two guys mixed up because they had the the coolest hair in all of uh nfl him and trevor lawrence but um but for them to choke away that game, you know, they were up 27-0 at one point. And then the the Jaguars score 31 unanswered points. And it comes down to a final field goal. And it, it's just mind-boggling that a team as good as the Chargers are let the game get away from them. To a team that really struggled, not only in this game alone, but struggled throughout the season. They lose five, then they win five again, and it's like, whoa, what's going on here? You know, and everything like that. But I'm really, I was very impressed by the no, the never give up attitude that they had at the end. I mean, if there's one thing Doug Peterson is good at, it's really rallying behind his quarterback. He's done, he did it before in Philadelphia, and he was able to get a Super Bowl out of it. I don't think the Jaguars are going to be the perennial. Super Bowl winners. Hell, I don't even think they're going to make it to the AFC Championship because even though they won against San Diego, their next stop is Kansas City. And Kansas City is the number one team in the AFC. And I'd be very surprised if they got past uh, Kansas City. But at this time, I'm just like, you know what? It's a good, They've had a good run. But all good runs must come to an end unless by some miracle they can pull out a victory over the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't think they're going to, but I think the Jaguars showed a lot of grit and a lot of of um, uh, and a lot of a lot of grit, and they showed a lot of heart in that game against San Diego. They never gave up. The defense never turned, never once slowed down, and everything like that. They were able to come back. 31-30 at the end, and that's got to be an impressive. Uh, that's got to be an impressive uh, comeback to say the least. You know, it wasn't going to be a blowout like I thought it was, but you know that that's that's impressive. San Diego moves on. Um, 
Next up, we go to Sunday. Sunday afternoon, the first game that we had was the Miami Dolphins against the Buffalo Bills. Now, honestly, I didn't think the Miami Dolphins stood a chance without Tua. Their quarterback has been riddled with so much stuff that goes on with this with the accident that happened to uh, Demar Hamlin in Cincinnati. They weren't taking any precautions with none of their players, which is why Tua kind of set out. Teddy Bridgewater was the backup, but he was also hurt. They go to Skylar Thompson, who was their third-string quarterback, and he's now got to go against arguably the best defense in the AFC in the Buffalo Bills. And for a, and for a, a, a small moment there, for a moment there, it looked like the Dolphins were going to do it. They were going to pull off the biggest upset in playoff history, by knocking off the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo, who had, you know, a top five, top three defense. Josh Allen and the offense took care of business right away. They came out to a strong lead, but the Dolphins were answering back. And this game went back and forth in a way that I have not seen in a long time, especially from uh, these two teams who are in the same division, who, who are just, you know, fighting for a spot to not only keep their season alive, but to prove that they belong in the playoffs. Miami had went through so much shit through this season with the the issues with their quarterback throughout the entire season. Then they lose their second string quarterback and everything like that. For them to start, for the start that they had, and then for them to barely squeak into the playoffs at the end of the season, that's got to, that's got to go for something. And the Bills just dominated the entire season with their play and everything like that. But it's it's incredible to see that these two teams are really, really almost evenly matched except at the quarterback position. Because had Tua played, it would have been interesting to see where they what they could do uh with that. But however, I understand health reasons. I understand not being medically cleared for the uh for the game. I get all that. I understand everything. I mean, like I said, with the DeMar Hamlin situation, I think the key the health and the well-being of an NFL player, of a person, is much bigger than any type of game, no matter if it's a regular season or if it's a playoff game, no matter the situation. But the Bills come out on top, 34-31, another close game. I thought the Miami Dolphins could do it. They were actually my underdog pick because out of all the games that I had, they were the only ones that I was like, you know what, I'll pick them because I need one underdog to kind of come through. And unfortunately, one underdog did come through, but just wasn't the one I picked. The next game we have is the Minnesota Vikings against the New York Giants. The Giants are another team that kind of squeaked into the playoffs at the end. They got the last seed and everything like that. But they went up against Minnesota, who, I don't know, Minnesota's, I think the scary thing is that Minnesota's defense is really shaky. And unfortunately, in this game, it, that shakiness came out because the upset here was the Giants beat the nine and seven. The nine seven and one Giants end up beating the thirteen and four Vikings in Minnesota. Uh, who you know, Minnesota was what I think they were the number three seed, and the the Giants were the last seed. No, the Giants were the sixth seed because uh, Seattle was the last seed, but. The Giants played pretty good. And the fact that Daniel Jones and the Giants offense never had a turnover, that's impressive. Saquon Barkley runs in for two touchdowns and everything like that. And the, But the Vikings had a game plan. The problem was once that game plan got exposed, it was easy for them to uh, kind of get picked off and things like that. The Giants are – I don't want to say the Giants are the better team, but the Giants had a better game plan. 
The defense knew what to do. They got rid of Justin Jefferson quickly. Dalvin Cook was stopped almost entirely uh, in the run game and everything like that. They were making Kirk Cousins. They were making Kirk Cousins do all this other stuff. And what I mean by that is like Kirk Cousins started making plays that didn't make a whole lot of sense. You know, uh, the the tight end. I think his name is what is it? T.J. Hickerson. Uh, Henderson or something like that. He he was the ultimate security blanket in that fucking game and everything like that. But that one play at the end where it's like fourth and two and he throws it behind the line and it's like, ah, that wasn't going to work. But that's the defense of the Giants. They were able to do that. They're going to make Kirk Cousins make him look like, you know, the Kirk Cousins of old where, you know, he's going to make uh, uh, those dumb plays here and there and everything like that. But Overall, I think the Giants the Giants are a good team. I don't know how they're going to favor next week against Philadelphia. But to be honest, I'm actually picking them to win against Philadelphia. So we'll see what happens. Uh, the last game on Sunday night was uh, the Baltimore Ravens and the Cincinnati Bengals. Another uh, divisional matchup that, you know, we had in the playoffs. We had a lot of these in the first round of the playoffs. You know, Bills, Bills Dolphins, Niners, Seahawks, you know, and now we got Ravens, Bengals. But... Honestly, honestly, because they didn't play Lamar Jackson, I think the Ravens ultimately suffered. Yeah, they did come within a day. They only lost by a touchdown. You know, the Bengals won 24-17. But I think that's because of the fact that for some particular reasons, the offense didn't really reach its full potential the way it should have. You know, in my opinion, I don't think it was the the quarterback's fault had now had Lamar Jackson played you know it probably would have been a different story and that would have been another upset that the Ravens knock off the Bengals and everything like that but unfortunately the Bengals did what they had to do and they're looking to come back to the uh, AFC championship game which I think it's going to be I don't, know, I don't know depending on how Buffalo plays against uh depending on how Buffalo plays against Cincinnati I think that'll be the ultimate. Whoever wins that game is probably going to win the entire AFC because I think Cincinnati can, I think both Cincinnati and Buffalo can beat Kansas City. Now, I've been saying that Kansas City's probably going to win the AFC throughout the season and everything like that, and I've been kind of going back and forth with those three teams, Cincinnati, Buffalo, and Kansas City, but I'm not really sure how it's going to go down, you know, this this time being. I already said what I had to say about Kansas City and Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville, you know, is not they'll play a good game, but I don't think they're going to win. Now, because of Cincinnati won and Buffalo won, Buffalo is going to play uh, Cincinnati in the next in the divisional round of the playoffs and everything like that. So that should be a good game as well. Uh, I think Cincinnati took care of business in uh, at home against Baltimore because Baltimore and Buffalo are two different teams. Because Baltimore has Baltimore's got a lot of weapons and everything like that. They play a good game, but I think we're much like Miami and much like um, uh, much like Miami and much like San Francisco. Their main issue is quarterbacks. The, now the difference is Brock, Brock Purdy in San Francisco is playing very very good. To whereas guys like Skylar Thompson, who we haven't really seen all season long. And then um, uh, I can't remember that guy, that quarterback that they had in in uh, in Baltimore because he just started playing after Lamar went down, and I was very surprised that he was able to carry his team to the playoffs. But 
you know, he's doing a good job and everything like that. And we've seen backup quarterbacks and third stringers kind of, we've seen what they can do, you know, not only in this season alone, but also in history. I mean, you know, Kurt Warner, Tom Brady, um, uh, Colin Kaepernick, all these guys, you know, took their team to the Super Bowl and ended up winning. You know, not Colin Kaepernick, but he was there. And, um, and everything like that. So, you know, it's, it's possible to see what these guys can do. But I think because guys like Skylar Thompson and I fucking can't remember his name from Baltimore. I know it's, I was, I was honestly, I was going to say Brett Hunley, uh, but I know that's not him. It's another guy. It's another Hunley, I think. And, uh, everything like that. So, but, um, yeah, Tyler Huntley is the quarterback. And, you know, I think he he does play a lot like Lamar. I just don't think he has the same wherewithal as Lamar does and everything like that. Um, but overall, you know, seeing what these backups can do is very it's been very impressive and everything like that. So we'll see what happens uh, as far as the Ravens go, as far as the future, see what they're going to do. I doubt Huntley's going to get the, the starting job because once Lamar comes back, it'll be business as usual. But guys like Josh Allen and, and Joe Burrows, you know, they're doing what they got to do to make sure they keep their, they get their teams to uh, the next step, which is the Super Bowl. And, you know, they got a tough order ahead of them. And, you know, hopefully I think this game between uh, Kansas City, I mean, Cincinnati and Buffalo is is going to be the is going to be the one to watch, you know, so to speak. That that should be um I don't know if it's going to be a shootout, but I'd be very surprised if it is because you have two premier quarterbacks uh with both of them have very solid offenses and everything like that and so it should be something interesting between Buffalo and Cincinnati. And then of course the last game that we had from wild card weekend was the Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This game you know, I, I don't like to say that I was going to bet against Brady, but if he was ever going to, this would have this would have been the time. You know, if you know the Bucks, the Bucks have a shitty O line. They don't really have a run game. You know, they're they're limited to maybe one or two playmakers on their offense outside of Mike Evans. Julio Jones is a good playmaker, but the problem is he doesn't. You know, he was injury prone and everything like that. Russell Gage took a nasty hit in the playoff game and everything like that, and it didn't really work. But uh, he's another one that's you know, could definitely benefit and everything like that. Um, but, you know, that, that ain't going to cut it. Dallas was too heavily. Dallas had a damn good offense. Da- well, Dallas had the better defense, I should say. That team, this team, this looked like a fucking blowout from the beginning. I mean, it was like, what, 24-0 going into the half. And the Cowboys kind of kept scoring and everything like that. And then finally, towards the end of the game, you know, the, the Bucks wanted to, you know, score a touchdown and everything like that. But I don't think it's Tom Brady's fault. I just think that the team around him, his team is a little banged up and everything like that. You know, the coaching's not all there either. I don't think Todd Bowles is a great as a great coach because he couldn't really, he didn't really get it together in New York and everything like that. He's no Bruce Arians, but I don't know, man, something's going on. Brady didn't, Brady was playing like shit as well. I don't like to say that I I was going to bet against Brady, but at the same time, it's like, how can you not, how can you not with how good Dallas is playing and how bad, uh, uh, Tampa Bay actually is. 
and everything like that. So, you know, it it's it's really neither it's really neither here nor there. You knew I knew by some chance that, you know, the the the, the Cowboys were going to do it. They kept throwing that stat that Tom Brady has never lost to the Cowboys. Well, I was like this is probably going to be the one time that he might. And after about halfway through the third quarter, I was like, yeah, this game is over. I was like, he hasn't scored anything at all. I was expecting, you know, I would have been very surprised. I was expecting some type of comeback in the fourth, but you never got it. You know, you had the one touchdown from Julio Jones at the end. It kind of would have started things off, but unfortunately, it didn't really it didn't really happen and everything like that because it would have been great to kind of see that this Brady still had some, uh, Brady still had some, you know, football in him, but, you know, it just didn't look like he has nothing left. You know, if he stays in Tampa Bay, that's cool, but they need to get some more players around him. They need to get him, they need, something needs to change in Tampa Bay. Either get rid of Brady or build around him. Something's uh, Something's got to give in Tampa Bay. But as as far as the Cowboys go, the Cowboys played pretty good. Mika Parsons was all over the ball. And, um, and uh, you know, and, uh, you know, the Cowboys are really, really trying to kind of prove themselves. I always thought going into this game, this was going to be a must win because they're, they're going to be the Cowboys of old. Just they can get to the playoffs when not actually win and everything like that. So I honestly think that the Cowboys have a tall order ahead of them. Now they played it. They played a good game against Tampa Bay. They were dominant and they were in, they were in control of the game throughout the entire game itself. They were in control. But now that's going to be a different story because now you're going into a team that is much better both offensively and defensive and, you know, and everything like that. The Niners, like I said, the Niners are good. And to be honest, the Niners are my pick to win it all. So the Cowboys got to go to uh, San Francisco while the Giants, who knocked off Minnesota, are going to go to Philadelphia, which, in my opinion, should be a good game. I think... Oh man, the, out of the four games that are left, the eight teams are left. Two, four, six, eight. Yeah, out of the eight teams that are left, if I have to pick one under underdog to win, it's probably gonna be, uh, it's probably gonna be the Giants. I'm picking the Giants. I'm picking the Giants over the uh, the Eagles, and then I got the Niners over the Cowboys. The Chiefs over the Jags, and then, man, the tough game between Cincinnati and and um, it's a tough game between Cincinnati and Buffalo. But if I had to pick one of those, I'm probably gonna go with Cincinnati. I want to see Cincinnati. Cincinnati is on that redemption trail. They got all the way to the Super Bowl last year, only to be cut short because of a a, a monster defense that the Rams had. But we'll see what happens here, man. I want to see. I'm hoping for a good game. I really, I really do. So, uh, we'll see what happens. That's what the divisional round is going to be next week. Kansas City uh, is going to the the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to Kansas City. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals are going to Buffalo. The New York Giants are going to Philadelphia, and the Dallas Cowboys are going to San Francisco. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens uh, come next week, and uh, hopefully it's going to be another great weekend. 
Uh, but that's going to do it for today's episode. If you like the episode, be sure to follow the podcast on all podcast outlets, whether it's Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Google Play, Odyssey, Reddit, wherever you're getting your podcast from. Be sure to follow the podcast on all social media outlets, Instagram and Twitter, The Madhouse 21 Let me know what you guys thought of the wild card weekend. Did your team lose? Did your team win? Is your team even in the playoffs? Uh, whatever the case may be, let me know. Instagram and Twitter, the Madhouse Twenty One. If and of course, I still got prom- uh, my promotion is still going on at uh, W Energy Drinks. If you're looking to get a new energy drink, they got a new flavor. Uh, the it's a new flavor or something. I know it's blue. Um, it's supposed to be high voltage blueberry and things like that. So if you're looking to get a new energy drink, make sure you go to w.com or w.gg on your internet browser or wherever you're getting your uh, energy drinks from and uh, look at all the merchandise where far as uh, shaking cups, protein powder, uh, hats, uh, shirts, stickers, whatever the, uh, whatever floats your boat and whatever looks interesting to you, be sure to, uh, fill up that basket online and make sure you use my promo code MADMAX to get 10% off your first purchase. That is MADMAX, M-A-D-D-M-A-X-X for 10% off at W.com or W.GG. Uh, be on the lookout for more episodes as they come. I was having an emotional Monday the other day. Or, uh, yeah, I was having an emotional Monday. And um, it was Martin Luther King Day. I watched that first episode of The Last of Us. That episode is going to come out later today or tomorrow. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out how I'm going to do that. But The Last of Us came out. Uh, uh, then, you know, I was getting frustrated watching the Cowboys and the Bucks. Uh, you know, and then they dropped the trailer for The Mandalorian Season 3. You know, all in one day is kind of a lot to take in. Um, so, you know, it's, it's looking pretty exciting for all the stuff that's coming out this, uh, this year, actually. You know, we're already in 2023 and uh, see what the things uh, got going on. We got a lot of stuff coming up. You know, movies are coming out this week. Uh, the WWE's Royal Rumble is actually next Saturday, which I'm hoping to either be there live in San Antonio or just watch it here at home. Uh, but that episode will be out next week. As I said earlier, the episode for uh, the first episode of The Last of Us is out on HBO Max. I will be covering that. I got a lot of stuff uh, uh, written down and everything like that to, uh, starting to come this way. So be on the lookout for anything and everything that comes out of this podcast. And of course, as always, guys, be sure to embrace your inner madness.